It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. TMS is brought to you daily, by and large, by the support of our patrons. Like Sophie McNally, Matthew, and Scott Zimmer. Become a patron like them today at Patreon.com TMS. Coming up on TMS, the definition of insanity is crossing Kim. Whenever I smell my mom, dot, dot, dot. (laughs) Full-time run around and do shit, people. 82% is 100%. Scott's mom is ripe. Clement X, the rapping pope. Water appreciation. Mom loves them all. Of course, Tom runs. There will be burger time. Old idioms of insanity. Noisy kinks. Kiss, in a nutshell. The most boring voice in rock and roll. Dinosaur therapy with Amy, human therapy with Wendy, and more on this episode of The Morning Stream. Pausing that, okay? It is, we are on in three, two, one. Regularly scheduled programming will not be seen at this time, so that we may bring you an ABC after-school special, Stoned. I'll have to go to the toilet. The morning stream. It is the end of the beginning. Good morning and welcome back to TMS. It's the morning stream for Thursday, July 13th, 2023. It's my mom's birthday. Wow. My mom turns eight, oh, 85 years birth- old today, man. Woo. Wow. Happy birthday, Mama Johnson. Yeah. Kim took her to the... Uh, or Kim and Misha took her to lunch yesterday and oh, uh, nice. uh, puttered around the mall out there because my mom loves a mall. And uh, <laughs> why, why aren't you taking your mom to lunch, by the way? What's going on? Well, I work for a living, and Kim and uh, Misha are full-time uh, run-around-and-do-shit people, so they so they took care yeah, of Yeah, but she's your mom. I mean, now listen, I, I understand, uh, you know, oh, I don't, I'm sorry, I don't have time to meet with this listener who's coming to town and and is uh doing stuff because you know you got work we we both work we both work uh sure we both work very hard yeah but yeah. come on oh we'll on. go we'll we'll end up going somewhere we just probably won't be yeah. on time it won't be like on the day um and i guess yesterday wasn't on the day either but anyway she's she's all good she's happy 85 is a freaking hallmark of uh age you know that's mm-hmm. a nice ripe she's very ripe now my mom <laughs> I don't think people uh, ripe. You know, we can't use ripe in the apple sense because it also it's also in the stench sense. Mm-hmm. Like, oh man, you've been working out in the yard. You are ripe. You're ripe. Oh boy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my mom smells yeah. lovely. She smells like a. Um, whenever I smell my mom, I feel like I'm smelling that Febreze stuff. 
You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Her perfume reminds me of Febreze, and I would never probably yeah. tell her that. <laughs> But I'm happy to say it on the air. It's not a problem. To say I'm just already show. loving the phrase, whenever I smell my mom. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you hug her and you just catch a it's whiff of whatever, you know, whatever somebody sprayed on her at the at the Macy's and then she took it yes, home. Yes, of course. You know, she's loving yeah, it. Yeah, it just feels like, it feels like the, whenever I bite into a York peppermint patty, I get the sensation of Febreze. Yep, Febreze. Something to make your couch smell better. That's what I get yeah. off of my mom. Anyway, yeah. uh, happy birthday to her and anyone else celebrating a birthday today. Um, yeah. She, just uh, lump you all into the same category. That's Matthew right. Wayne Selznick. Yeah. Uh, who else? Who else? Uh, uh, oh, no, that's a different, uh, that's a different day. Uh, uh, Ellie Collins. Uh, Stuart Morrison. Mm, I don't know how well. Uh, Daniel Pickett. Yeah. Uh, Matthew Fuller. Okay. All right. Sharon Stelzig Snyder. Uh, sure. That sounds like a real person to me. Yeah, why not? How about this one? Uh, <laughs> uh, let's see. In sixteen, uh, sorry, fifteen ninety, Clement X was born. Uh, he's an Italian pope, so he's oh, ten. <laughs> it's not Clement X; it's Clement the tenth. So Clement X is his rap uh, stage name, I guess. Uh, current King Clement F- X, uh, King Ferdinand the Third, born this day in sixteen oh eight. That's pretty cool. Uh, George Michael. Oh, uh, that's cool. Know, was born on this date. Fifty Cent. Yeah, he's in the club. Uh, body full of bud. He got with something, something in the club. Whoa, Julius Caesar today, born in Rome. All right. Uh, well, let's say it was yesterday. Oh, I'm oh. sorry. I guess it wasn't. Nope, it wasn't. He was born on this day. George Michael. Um, the opposite uh, died. His family and lawyers. <laughs> no, he died on Christmas. <laughs> oh, that's uh, his right. His family and lawyers stepped up their battle of force Fadi Fawaz to leave the singer's uh, former home after he broke a number of windows. Oh my lord. Yeah, that was 2019. It was after George Michael uh, passed away. And and 50 Cent also, not really his birthday today. Today is the anniversary of when he filed for uh, Chapter 11 bankruptcy. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, it's all, making, it's all making much more sense now. So so there's that, yeah. Mm. Birthdays? So let's see if there are birthdays, because I'd like to have some sort of, um, some sort of uh, birthday, music birthday thing. Let's see here. Cameron uh, Crowe. He made mu- movies about music and also worked in uh, he did yeah music related things. That's a, that's one. Uh, Roger McGuinn, lead vocalist of the Birds, uh, Eight Miles High. Yeah. Uh, so you want to be a rock and roll star? That guy. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Uh, How about Bobby Rock or Brock? They called him. Uh, he- <laughs> <laughs> not to be confused with Kid Rock. No, not no. His first name is Bob. By the way. Oh, is it Bob? Yeah. Oh, they have it written here. It's Bob Richie, I think. Uh, let's see here. How about this one? Uh, Spud Webb, little short basketball NBA star, Spud Webb. Oh yeah, Spud Webb. Yep. Yeah, yep. Five foot seven. So he's the height of most people, but in but in, <laughs> in, in NBA terms, he was a tiny, tiny man compared yes, to everybody else. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, he was great. I love that guy. Well, anyway, uh, Ambassador Domo says, "Didi Cone, you light up my life." Didi Cone. So you know, my life was um, Debbie Boone. Yeah. Uh, not Dee Dee Cohn, but Dee Dee Cohn wasn't she? She was a beauty school dropout in Greece, right? Is that the Dee Dee Cohn I'm uh, thinking of? No idea. Might be. Yeah. Your your knowledge on that would exceed mine. Yeah, July thirteenth, uh, nineteen fifty one. There you go. Oh, did she play? Was she in that movie? The okay, the movie you light up my life. Okay, all right, oh. sure. You light up my life. Is that song That's used in that movie? Probably. 
Oh, it has to be. Yeah. It's 1977. It might have even been like written for that movie. It's like doing The Spy Who Loved Me without The Spy Who Loved Me. (laughs) Exactly. Cheech Marin. Oh, my gosh. uh, Cheech Marin was born today. The song is not The Spy Who Loved Me. The song is Nobody Does It Better. Oh, Nobody Does It Better. It doesn't go. The Spy (laughs) Who Loved Me. Almost any other James Bond song you could have named was the title of the movie. And that's like one of the very few where the title is not the, the, the title is in the song, but not in the, the title of the song. For a long ass time, that was my favorite Bond movie. I really liked that. Was that was a good one. one. Yeah. yeah. Big fan of that one. Still to this day, it's good. Uh, uh, Cheech Marin born today. So there's your final birthday shout out. Uh, nice. Cheech was born. He's not here, man. Yeah. Done a lot of pot since. And, oh, uh, man. I'm Dave. <laughs> Dude, I love that. Those guys, those albums, I thought they were so great in high school. I felt like I was, I felt like it was contraband, you know? Yeah, it totally was back then. My gosh, how times have changed, right? So, uh, how, uh, um, uh, how how tame those things seem in the, in today's comedy spectrum. Oh yeah, they're like like nothing. I'm, yeah. I'm not even oh sure gosh, it exists. They're today. making jokes about marijuana. Yeah, it seemed really edgy at the time, but I don't yeah. even think that uh, if you started that group today, you start that that comedy duo. I don't even think it works today. Mm-hmm. I think it's just like no. it's a thing of its no, time. No, it's got to be further than that. Because I mean, you've got you've already got that in. Um, like Harold and Kumar or Jay and Silent Bob, you've already got the the you know smoking pot aspect. You need more. You yeah, just yeah. it has to be smoking pot and hanging out in front of a convenience store doing yeah. uh, rap songs. Yeah, the entire the entire plot point of all Cheech and Chong content <laughs> was the central thing of a giant bong, a giant bong or a huge doobie. That was it. Yes, exactly. That's your show. Oh, hey. That's your thing. Yeah, I didn't put this in our show notes, but I have a really quick movie review. Oh shit! Lay it, lay uh, it down. Give it. To uh, us. I, was, I was thinking you were preparing, like doing have a music stinger or something. No. Uh, went last night and saw uh, Mission Impossible: Dead Reckoning Part One. Mm. Hearing good things. It's very good. It's very very good. Um, the series just gets better every time they make a new one. You know, it does. And uh, you know, again, without giving stuff away, holy cow! Uh, talk about bringing back bringing all the greatest hits really with the exception of jeremy renner unfortunately but oh. you know give us some give us some mission impossible greatest hits and we get them in this thing really well yes. that makes my that makes my brain go places yeah the bloated corpse of uh the guy that turned on him in the <laughs> third <Voight>. one. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> uh, oh yeah john voight in the first one i forgot john he was voight, even in that. yeah yeah i don't want to see um, his bloated. no it's corpse. excellent very very good and uh good Nonstop yeah, action, wall to wall, say. great stunts, yeah, wall to wall action. Like you yeah. get, you basically have two points in the movie, and it's a two hour plus movie. I think it was hard to tell with the um, previews and stuff, but mm. it, uh, um, it, uh, felt like there were two ten minute points where you had a nice little minute to relax, mm. and. Uh, uh, and the rest was just nonstop action. And I'm telling you right now, you got uh, Haley Atwell. Yeah. Um, like her. Hubba Hubba and Palm Clementif. Oh, yeah. 
Mantis. Mantis. You got in her there. in this thing. No, she's not wearing the black uh, contacts though, right? Like the cool. She's uh, not wearing any of the Mantis uh, accoutrement. That's a that's a shame. Uh, is it? <laughs> yeah. You got you got your Rebecca Ferguson. She's having quite the year. She's doing she doing is. stuff. Yeah. But she she's 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 been in uh, she's been in Mission Impossible before. That's what I'm saying. She's, yeah. This is her returning. Return. Yeah, it's like third time or fourth time or something. I can't remember how many. Uh, Shea Wiggum. Oh, Gotta I love, love the, Shea like Wiggum. Good lord. Yes. Boy, you buy the gun. I can't remember if Carrie Elwes was in any of the previous. Uh, was he in the previous Mission Impossible?s I don't remember. Maybe. Okay. I know. Uh, do they do they bring back? Uh, oh shit, Mister in Trouble these days. Um, Alec Baldwin is he in there? No, he was in there no, for a hot not. second. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he's not. Okay. He had a good, by the way, he has a really good interview on um, Fly on the Wall mm. uh, as a as an SNL non, well, reg, not regular, but consistent performer, if that yeah. makes sense. He was just up the road um, all the time. They're like, hey, get in here. We pretty need, much, need exactly. Yeah. We need other Trump. We need, you know, can you, can you quickly <laughs> host? I think he's hosted. It's really funny. Like, it, he is the, the, uh, if you need a quick host, uh, he's the guy you call. And let's see how many times he's hosted SNL. Got to be up so there. Many, this is so many rabbit holes right off of. Um, uh, da, 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 does not say. I'm sure somewhere there's a list of how many times. I think we did. A, didn't we do a half asses once or something that seven? There we go. 17 times as of 2017. Okay. Anyone? He holds the record for most times hosting. He is he is most times. Okay. Yeah. That's interesting. And we so, did have we did have a not a half asses, but a um it was when we were doing Babel Royale. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Did he so was this interview this is this is a recent interview? Like Yeah, it's within the last um month. Did he talk about the shooting thing? Very briefly. Mm. Um probably can't uh, say a lot legally, I'm guessing. That's that's pretty much it. Yeah. Yeah. It's that uh can't imagine this you're you're the because he was holding the 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 prop gun that malfunctioned right yeah he imagined right. that being the one that held the gun that oh accidentally my god killed I know. The lady. it's it's hard it's horrifying just thinking about the uh um it's just the, heinous the, the thought of doing that yeah it would just be awful yeah. man you just you'd have that forever you'd be always like well yeah i'm the one that killed him you know, yeah, non- exactly. unintentionally as it was, it's still like, it's, geez Louise. It's the most unintentional thing, you know, it, there's just so much, you know, you're basically put in this situation where now you've committed murder because of somebody else's negligence. Yeah. And it's, you're, you know, they may, they may feel guilt too, but not as much as the guilt you're going to feel knowing that you pulled the trigger. Yep. Oh, it's rough. Gnarly. Rough business. Uh, all right, let's get into some stuff here. I got in trouble yesterday. Yeah. I'd like to share how. Okay. Right? Tell me. So we're outside, and we're checking sprinklers because ever since the water apocalypse we had the week before, or last week, I guess, aquapocalypse, aquapocalypse, aquapocalypse. That sounds like eight apocalypse. <laughs> don't, don't try and condense it any further. I'm trying to get that thing down there, man. I gotta get it out. <laughs> apocalypse. Oh uh, uh, yeah, I'm gonna get it right down to apocalypse. Um, <laughs> anyway, since then, our sprinklers have not behaved exactly right. And we think probably it's just one little, uh, what do they call them? Zones. You know, you have them bro- uh, yeah, broken yeah. up into zones. Yep. And our, we have one zone, zone one, it's called, which is the one that's the strip of grass uh, on the other side of the sidewalk from us. 
So it's still our okay. property, but it's just that little strip there. Separated by the, the walkway, the, the um, parallel to the front of your house walkway. Correct. Basically. And the yeah. water is just dribbling there. It's just not doing anything. Like there's no pressure. It's still, it's Shoot. there. Now all yeah. of the rest of everything's fine. It's no issues. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. current running theory is they probably kinked something probably uh, or, when they or, were digging. Who knows? Yeah. Nothing's leaking though because we're, we're not getting any kind of you know water usage when it's off or even when it's dormant. Um, well, but no, but it's you still could have a break in the line that just when zone one is closed. Yeah, that's what we're saying. We're, it's just not. Yeah. It's not like a permanent thing. But when it's when it's uh, in other words, if I turn off the sprinklers, it's yeah. not just you don't, running. Water's the grass. still not flowing. Yeah, right. yeah, it right. just stops. So anyway, we're just trying to figure it out on our own before we spend more money on this, and um, it isn't that big a deal because we're actually thinking about zero zero escaping that part anyway. And that that'll take time, and so it's not that big a deal. But anyway, we're working on. It. And Kim's theory is, if you cut around the spring, it might be the sprinkler heads. That's what she thinks. <clears throat> so uh, because they're old, these are older sprinkler heads, and so we got a couple of new ones. Mm-hmm. And she's like, "All right, let's just cut these. We'll cut a little, you know, uh, circular chunk of grass. Mm-hmm. Pull it out, dig down a bit, make sure the valve's clear, all this stuff. Put the new one on, and that didn't work. And mm-hmm. so she says, "All right, let's try this one." She did another one. And that didn't change it. And she's like, all right, maybe we should do that third one. And I said this. Here's, so here's where the trouble comes in. I said, yeah. I heard the definition of insanity is trying the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. Or I said something yeah. like, isn't that old phrase that, you know? And I said it kind of flippantly and not really meaning. I wasn't trying to be like annoying. Yes, sure. But I'd glance around at Kim after I said it. And I have never seen like more fire in her eyes in that moment <laughs> and i was like oh no i'm not you know i'm just play, playing we're good did she did she just hand you the shovel and say awesome you do it because <laughs> that's yeah. pretty much what tita would do kinda, she basically kinda, say, yeah. it was like i'm not i'm fine you take care of this and i'm like i don't know what i'm doing and i'm totally kidding i go i get that we're troubleshooting but i am guessing that the third thing isn't going to solve our problem well, and you are you going further? Like basically, if you change the first sprinkler head closest to where water comes out, and that doesn't solve it for the other two, yeah. then changing ones further down the line aren't going to increase water pressure later. Exactly, like which is why my hence my playful way of pointing that out, or at least I thought yeah. it was playful. <laughs> um, but it, it annoyed her. I go, "Oh, what's the big deal?" And she goes, "You called me insane." I'm like, "I'm not calling you insane." <laughs> I'm saying the act of doing, you know, and I kind of went over it again. I realized I was making no ground. So, so I'm just saying, quick little advice. You got, you know, you're out there with your yep. significant other. You're trying to get shit done. Maybe don't bring up old idioms about insanity and the definition thereof. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe not don't, a good don't idea. Don't be like me. What you're, what you're probably need to do, I hate to say it, is you're going to need to turn on zone one. Yeah. Maybe put if if it's still if there's still stuff coming out, you might need to put buckets over the sprinkler heads. But then you need to like get on get on all fours and actually put your head to the ground and see if you can hear <laughs> a point from the from the box yeah. from the distributor to the first sprinkler and listen for where there might be yeah. either a kink or water rushing. It's going to make noise, but it's not going to be noise you're going to hear standing up. You're probably going to have to get really close and put your ear to the ground and kind of listen. My brother-in-law, Devin, supposedly has some kind of sonar device. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, it'll let him 
uh, do some kind of something. I don't know how it works. There's the someone in the chat may know, but apparently there's a way to do this with a with a thing. It's kind of like when you find fish or you do depth checking in a lake or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. similar to that, and you can you can pick up sound and movement or whatever. So we'll yeah. see. I don't know. It's all stupid. I hate water crap. I hate this stuff. I hate oh, it. I do too. Every every spring we find some sprinkler line that broke over the winter, and we always do the blowout. We always do the stuff. Get the water out of there so it doesn't freeze and crack, you know, crack the pipes and stuff. But for whatever reason, we still have to. They're just too. I think somebody put them in too close to the surface, and uh, um, and so they're just affected by that sort of thing. They get they get broken. So I have to cut them up, splice, like cut cut a new chunk of pipe, and then splice it and put it back together. And guess what? Next mm. spring, I'll have to do all over do again all in a again. different spot. Yeah, because yeah. because uh, it never ends. And here's the thing: I don't know why we need grass in the first place. Let's just zero scape everything. Let's make it all look pretty. <laughs> I keep calling it zero scaping, like it's zero. Zero? Didn't scaping. I say zero? I didn't say zero. No, you said you said zero both times. Zero no. scaping. I think it just comes out that way, but but yeah, like uh, I don't need. We don't need that. Gra- Who needs that strip of grass? We're just throwing water away. It's stupid. Oh, for sure. No, we're we're doing the same thing. Basically, we're. Uh, we're talking to the next door neighbor, not crazy neighbor, but the other side about the the patch of lawn we both share and figuring out what we can do there to basically eliminate needing any watering there whatsoever. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, there's no reason. This is the future I it's want. It's just grass and clover and a pain in the butt. Yeah, all three of those things with an emphasis on pain in the butt. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Uh, you want to talk about this video he sent me? This uh, kiss video. <laughs> yes. So. Uh, right now, Hammond and I are listening to Kiss for Soundography, yeah. and uh, they have a lot of albums. I was surprised by how many albums they have, mm-hmm. so it's taking quite a while. And I'm also realizing that for the first time in Soundography history, I'm liking a band less after listening to their library than before we started. Oh, wow. That's a new, yeah. that's a twist. No one saw it That is a twist. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm there, there are so many songs about want to hook up with jailbait yeah. after their concerts that it's plus their their songwriting there is nothing that's not in the first person and it's basically just like oh we're rocking and we're gonna rock in your town and we're gonna bring the rock so you better show up and boy you're hot so come to our dressing rooms after the show yeah that's kind and of it I, that's kind of kiss in a nutshell <laughs> it really is and i'm finding paul stanley's voice to be the most boring voice in <laughs> rock and roll so freaking boring. Yeah, so like, yeah. He's a, his voice is. Uh, hmm. <laughs> I feel like you're. I feel like you're just. You're finally. You're saying what I feel like I've always kind of known about this band. Yeah, maybe I have as well. You know, because you you want to give him credit, right? Because you know Beth is great, and the album Destroyer is pretty good, and you know the song uh, I was made for loving you is alright, and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and. Uh, uh, part of every day. Uh, <laughs> uh, I want to rock and roll. <laughs> really, it's party every day. But I still, I still like the line. I want to rock and roll all night and part of every day. <laughs> um, you got to pace yeah, yourself. No, you can't go all night and then all day. You got to pace it and have just exactly part of, the day. part of every day. Yeah. Detroit, uh, Detroit Rock City's good. Uh, Strutter, I think, is a good song, but it's still, it's you know, it's uh it's an issue. So I told my uncle George this and he says, have you watched the video of kiss on the Tom Snyder show? Mm. Do you remember Tom Snyder? I like yeah. in his late night show, he had kiss on, I don't know the year on this, uh, but it becomes immediately apparent that Ace Freely and Peter Chris are 
blitzed out of their mind. Mm. And Gene Simmons, well, Paul Stanley to some degree, but Gene Simmons to the nth degree gets more and more pissed off with them as they go through. Like the glares that he shoots. <laughs> and it's, it's not just the demon makeup because they're doing this whole, this whole interview in full on makeup. But the uh, there Gene Simmons is giving these glares to freaking uh, Ace Freely, uh, and, and mostly Ace Freely, some to Peter Chris, um, throughout the entire interview. And this thing is so cringy, but has some great audio uh, content, uh, uh, you know, for for us to uh, mine from for this show if we ever want to. Oh, look at these guys! Holy crap! I'm looking at I'm showing some of the video now. Is it? Oh, they yeah. showed some of that demon. Demon in New York thing, whatever that was, movie. What was that called? Uh, uh, the Kiss versus the Phantom of the Park. That's what it was. <laughs> it was yes. Something about New York in my head about that. I don't know why. Yeah, it's a film. It's film sack worthy. If we, uh, I've got a copy of it, but I, I don't know if the whole thing's available on YouTube. You can't stream it. You don't even think you can buy the DVD anywhere. <laughs> I wow. Think you have to get. Uh, think you have to get it. A uh, whole bootleggy. Uh, way of getting it. I think what you're seeing, I guess, from the listen is that this was a, this was more of a, it was a marketing thing. It wasn't, it was never like we're all about the music. It was always about, no, we're about yes. being no, outlandish about and selling records. Golf because- course, mini golf courses. And, and cause they're, they even promote on this that um, one of the things they were working on when the, when this interview took place was a traveling kiss carnival. Hmm. So, coming to your town, a a you know a hastily assembled set of rides, <laughs> based on the characters Dude. of the the star man, the demon, the cat, and the space guy. I think, yeah, mm-hmm. yep, <laughs> yep. Yeah. yeah. Like it, it, you know, as kids, we kind of bought into it. We're like, yeah, dude. totally. He's yeah. got like blood, and he's up there with his giant tongue, and this is all this is so rebellious and cool. I think we got yeah. suckered. We got suckered hard. Yeah, I am yeah. so. I'm I'm so we really did yeah and watching listening to their music it's like wow this is really not good there's a whole song they do called Great Expectations and the lyrics of it are basically you're 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 hot chick and you're watching me from the audience and you see the way I'm fingering my guitar and you're imagining <laughs> what I could do to you Ew. It basically are the lyrics or you're seeing me sing into this microphone and you're imagining what my mouth can do jeez, <laughs> oh, it is it is the cringiest damn song ever wow. and, uh, okay and i'll be talking about that of course on uh uh soundography when we record do you have to listen to that lick it up album that's a bad album. yeah i had to listen to everything yeah yeah it was I mean, a bad album lick it lick it up's kind of catchy for a radio thing but the it is rest of it is terrible and it was like their first non-makeup thing and we were all about it at the time because I was like, oh, yeah. this is awesome. That's the concert I went to when the, the electricity blew out and they had to quit early. And people yeah. got rioted, man. It was so bad. Oh, my gosh. Uh, and, and again, you know, maybe I shouldn't read lyrics to songs as I'm listening to them, but this, the lyrics to Lick It Up are horrible no, as well. Terrible. It's, like, it's terrible. Yeah, don't want to wait till you know me better. Let's just <laughs> let's just do it. I don't care what your name is. Thanks for coming <laughs> to the dressing room. Let's Let's do it. <laughs> Yeah, it's a kind of a consistent, uh, consistent thing with them. And I'm not even going to get into whatever, what what is being licked 
up. Yeah, yeah, we don't want to know. <laughs> let's not even let's not even uh, go there. Yeah, we assume he's talking to his dog, and it's uh, food off the side of the bowl. Uh, look it up. Yeah, uh, Rufus, look it exactly. up. Exactly. Anyway, so yeah. there you go. Good uh, news. This video. Look it up if you want on uh, YouTube. But I figure you you know we can pull some great. Yeah, I'll audio extract some audio out of there. You guys will probably recognize it when you hear it. Hey, sure. uh, you're on Cameo now. How much? I, I am. Thanks to some weird clerical error. I priced myself uh, under Justin Robert Young and over the criminally underpriced Veronica Belmont. Mm. <laughs> Veronica Belmont, for some reason, is only charging 15 bucks for, for cameos. Yeah. So uh, I just took whatever their recommendation was, which is 20 and said, you know what, 20 bucks. Want me to wish somebody happy birthday? Sure. Happy bar mitzvah? Uh, happy anniversary? Whatever. Uh, I'm, I'm, you know, it's me and uh, everybody from the office on Cameo. They're and, all up uh, there, you, man. Yeah. Did it so it when I when you package deal is what they should offer. I'm pretty sure we signed up same day. Um, I, did, did you get yeah, like an email or got, something, or how'd they tell you? Yeah, I got an email yesterday saying, uh, "Welcome to Cameo. We've approved your application." <laughs> like, Weird. Wow, that's great from like a year ago. So I think easily know, a year ago or something. We talked about that, right? Easily, easily. If if not more than that. So you've probably got one in your junk folder or something like that. Probably sooner than me because. That's uh, wild. wild. Yes, Merrick, you can pay me to wish 50 Cent a happy anniversary of his bankruptcy. Yeah. 20 bucks. I'll call him 50, 50 Cent. Are you now 25 Cent? 10 Cent? <laughs> what are you now? <laughs> are you significantly less cents than you were before? Happy Bankriversary. Yeah. Like to, yeah. Cameo is a weird things. service. Well, you have to let us know if anyone uses it. I'm very Yeah, curious. I'll let you know if anyone uses yeah. it. Uh, Cameo.com slash Brian Ibbett. There nice. you go. Oh, no, That's Coverville, the, eh? Just your name. Um, Coverville was taken by, I think my already existing account and it wouldn't let me, wouldn't let me use Coverville. Oh, so yeah. So Weird. I might, I might send an email and say, can you figure out what's going on here? Cause come on, I'm Coverville. Yeah. You're supposed to be unified across all platforms. Yeah, you know, exactly. you can't be, you can't be two different people. Come on now. Chris, Chris says we discussed this on September 21st. This is when we talked to Cameo, when we applied to Cameo last year. How do you, how do you know that date, Chris? Well, that's almost... Yeah, that's weird that he knows the date. Yeah, uh, that's, that's not so. We're all, it's almost a year. It is true. almost a year. Yeah, yeah, we're not I'm that more, far. From I'm that. more nervous about how Chris knows that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> that's the larger question at hand. Uh, but well, also, Chris's pops and recline. Oh, that explains. Oh, it. Okay. that explains a lot. Pops and recline. One of the things that I enjoy also is reading. Ah, uh, that significant musical intro indicates that Red Fraggle 3, a.k.a. Amy Robinson's here to talk about books and reading. Hello, Amy. Oh, good morning. Good morning. Hello. I love the, the, the intro music you picked for me. It's just so joyful. It's lovely, right? It's, yeah. It is. It is peppy. You can just see you skipping down the road with a basket full of books. Yep. Right? You're the LeVar Although Burton. that would be difficult of- because books are heavy. Yeah. Yeah, well, it would be paperbacks. <laughs> and actually, yeah. it, would be, it would be a Kindle. Yeah. Just one Kindle. Right. Yep. right. Just a Kindle and like a tub of ice cream. That's, oh, that there sounds go. all right. Like and, and a, 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 potter, a piece of pottery uh, with some ice yeah. cream in it and then a Kindle. There you go. Sounds there fantastic. You go. Exactly. Well, uh, uh, we're excited to have you back. Uh, I hope you're well. Thank you. You sent me a whole bunch of pictures. You want to talk about these first or after? I how do you want to do these? Yeah. So I'll talk about those in a second. I do want to tell, I don't, I want to, I want to tell you a story, Scott. And right. This might make you feel a little better because I can relate to your story 
about getting in trouble. Okay. And this was like, this was a long, long time ago. This was, you know, my, as a, as my current husband would put it, my trial husband. Uh, uh, <laughs> the demo. Yeah. In, in both senses of the word. Yep. So we actually had gone to South Africa for our honeymoon and we had just flown in there. It's a very, very long flight. It's about 24 hours to fly from Atlanta to Cape Town. And we had just gotten there. And of course they have a right hand drive on their cars and they drive on the left side of the road. So I was like, that's all you. I don't think I can make my brain do that. Mm. And we had directions to the hotel. We're both very, very tired. And we get in one of these kind of town centery places where there's lots of one way streets and you can't get there from here kind of situation going on. And we end up, I mean, we can see the hotel, but we cannot figure out how to get there with the car. And my now ex-husband says, there's gotta be a better way to do this. And I innocently said, Yes, you're right. There must be a better way than not getting there. <laughs> and he was so mad. <laughs> he was like, do you want to drive? Because you can drive. I mean, he was really mad. <laughs> See, it's just like me. So- you you meant it not you meant it like I meant it, which was you didn't you weren't yeah. looking for uh, you know, you weren't looking for a conflict. You were just like, Oh right. yeah, it's like that makes logical sense. So I'm gonna yeah. say the logical thing. Turns out the other person was not in the place to hear that. Because the way we're doing things now, we are not at the hotel. So the way we could improve this is by getting to yeah, the hotel. Be at the hotel. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Right. And I, t- I swear, I was to- it was totally innocent. And I thought I was going to lighten the mood. But nope, nope. I made it worse. Mm. So, so yeah. there you go. It happens Happens to all of us. It, yeah, does. it does. Well, I feel yeah. some, you know. I feel some consol- not consolidation. What do you call it when someone... Uh, Consolation? Con- no. What's... Uh, like you're consoled or... Uh, <laughs> Some uh, uh, collaborate. No, not commiseration. 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 There, we there we go. There it is. We have commiseration. Leave it to the woman with some book learning. I was going to gonna say, that's that what needed. happens when you read books. That's you right. know words. That's right. You learn words and you learn use cases for words like right. commiseration. Today's word, you know commiseration. Things. Or constipation. That's sure, really ironic can. because today's books are picture books. Um, oh, funny. So, yeah. <laughs> which, which leads me into the pictures that I sent to Scott for nice. today. So uh, I have a confession. Um, you guys know that my last book recommendation was the Silo series. And or actually, it was specifically, it was Wool. And then, man, I couldn't, st- I had to keep going. And so I've spent the last couple of weeks just consuming the crap out of that. And uh, yeah. yeah, so uh, I do. <laughs> So, so this week we'll have a bit of lighter fare, and I want to recommend a little book from one of my favorite comic series. Um, and it's it's sort of a thing that Chuck and I have just latched onto, and we we absolutely love. And here, okay, let's see. Can I remember how to share my screen? I'll bet you can. I'll bet it comes I, back to you. I yeah. Oh wait, I gotta get to where the call was. I can do this. Yep. I can do it. Yep. Okay. Yep. I'm the, I, you know, I'm a tech professional. I can do sure, this. I sure. Swear. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, come on. No, no, go. Nope. 
Yeah. Yeah. You All got right. the little uh, share screen button. Oh, there you go. Ooh, See? There you go. Screen with the uh, arrow. There we go. There we go. Right. Oh. oh, I hear okay. Brian twice and me and twice. Me. Oh, oh, no. Oh, no. I did a bad thing. You see, like that's that was what I didn't right. want. If you mute the um, itself out, no, it's no, not, yet. not yet. Yeah, if you mute yeah, the uh, what do you call it, the the stream, the screen part, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. or I can just mute it. Let's see. Well, then Brian would have to too, but oh, I could do it too. Oh, but that mutes her. Oh, yeah. No, it doesn't. Okay, you're good. Yeah. So, all right. Well, <laughs> okay. I'll, hold on, hold on. All right. So, Scott, go ahead and share some of those pictures i sent you and then i'll share my screen for a later part all right we can totally do that that works we can totally do that all right so i'm pulling stuff up here i will pull up the stream so i can see what y'all are talking about yeah yeah so the the today's books are there are two of them and they're by this little comic artist um and they're the the comics are called dinos and comics and it was it they're they're just adorable if you haven't seen them it's really really cute the 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 artist has adhd it was written by this guy named james stewart um but the books themselves are called dinosaur therapy and dinosaur philosophy so what you're looking at right now (laughs) is a little piece of pottery that i made for chuck because we started discovering these little dinosaur comics and they just were so adorable and they were like, I would show them to him and I'll be like, it's us if we were dinosaurs, you know? (laughs) And so I made this little ceramic box and that is uh, the picture you're seeing right now is like a full four panel comic of these two dinosaurs, red and blue. And they're just in different positions, kind of snuggled up on the couch together. And one of them's got headphones and one of them's got some yarn and, you know, in another one, they're reading a book and another one, they're like all snuggled up together or whatever. Sure. So I made him this little ceramic box and the lid has the dinosaurs in bed together with their little paws, claws, whatever, uh, you know, pulled up over the covers. <laughs> whatever, whatever dinosaurs have. Yeah. The, the sides are, uh, are decorated in different scenes from, uh, from this little dino comics thing so i thought i was like okay oh, this will be a cool way to kind of tie in the pottery and the books yeah. and also kind of get me out of jail for not <laughs> reading a new book because i'm like but you know again i'll just renew my recommendation <laughs> for the silo series because it freaking is awesome yeah, it's but really good. as as scott knows because i've been just like blowing up his dms going oh my god i can't believe this no, happened i was really like, fun because this character i'm gonna revolt and, even though know. this is my second read through of of shift uh a lot i'd forgotten a lot of it and so me going through this again and then having you pipe in right around that same time i'm in the same sort of place as you are was really mm-hmm. a fun interaction because you're not kidding dude shift goes places holy crap yeah yeah it really does yeah. and okay so now I think, hold on. Now I can do this. Oh. Did you All figure right. it out? I think I did. All right. I just hope it doesn't do the thing with the sound again. All, All right. right. Oh, so. yeah. I can see us on your Yep. Okay. T- mm-hmm. So this is what I wanted to show. So this is the book. Um, or this is one of the books. It's called Dinosaur Philosophy. And you can see these are just really cute little three or four panel uh comics the art is very simple 
you know, nothing, nothing fancy, but they're all just like little dinosaurs and turtles and stuff. And they're all just very relatable, um, mm-hmm. you know, and one says, you know, I'm sorry, I don't have the answer to your problems. And the turtle says, that's OK. I don't come to you for answers. I come to you for a new perspective on the question. Oh. You know, it's just <laughs> it's very relatable. I think my favorite one is this one um, from from this book. It says, you need to get out of your comfort zone. And the reply is, there is literally no zone in which I am comfortable. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I can relate to that. So, you know, it, looks, it looks like, um, you know, even though the art is, it, you know, might make someone think this is a, a book geared towards children. This is this is definitely geared towards like, uh, you know, adults and younger adults and, and that sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And For there's sure. a there's a little introduction at the beginning of. Uh, Dinosaur Therapy, which is the mm-hmm. other book over here. That's the one I linked to in the uh, quick TMS, by the way, is yeah. Dinosaur Therapy, because yeah. that's the first um, one I found. Did both of these <laughs> right. start as, did either of these start as web comics, do you know? Or are they, did, yes. They, okay. Yes, they are. They are web comics. And so it would be, uh, I think it's called Dinos and Comics. Okay. Uh, so yeah. if you just like Google Dinos and Comics, you'll you'll find them. But, but that's how I found out about them was just every once in a while. That was the only thing keeping me on Twitter for a little while was like, I, you know, flip through like, oh, look, a picture of a dog. Cool. And then, you know, keep scrolling through everybody's angry crap. And then, oh, mm-hmm. look, it's a dinos and comics, you know? Yeah. So mm-hmm. uh, anyway, yeah, the, the, the writer, you know, comic artist uh, was diagnosed with ADHD as an adult. And so therefore is like the comic is just sort of a sort of a way to process some of his uh process some of his stuff sure and it turns out a lot of it is really relatable um i think one of my let's see one of my favorite ones from from dinosaur therapy is this one that's on the right and he says i'm sad and the other one says i'm sorry and i'm here for you and the first one says aren't you gonna tell me to cheer up people always tell me to cheer up he says no I still like you when you're sad. Oh, I'm like, oh, that's adorable. So anyway, they're just (laughs) uh, just a little good bit of positivity. And I think everybody, honestly, everybody should have a a book or two like this. That's just, you know, fun to pick up and, and look through just to get a little, just to get a little jolt of fun and positivity. The Calvin and Hobbes, books mm-hmm. anthologies are great for that you know yeah. um just 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 have something around that's you know once you're done reading about the end of mankind mm-hmm. you can uh you can kind of palate cleanse with some you know cute uplifting comics about dinosaurs I think that's a great idea having uh you know i'm getting close to the end of the second read of shift uh probably gonna need something like this when I'm done. <laughs> it's yeah. good time to do this yeah yeah, yeah sure. you do need it because i know what happens at the end of shift yeah so. <laughs> i gotta I have a very apocalyptic mind at the moment uh need something oh. need something to refresh that well that's awesome uh go cool. check both of these very out cool. and if you don't remember anything we talked about brian's got them up on quicktms.li uh as mm-hmm. usual amy it's always good having you on Thanks. Is there anything and you got going on? We should tell people. Yes, about? Wanna, I know? will. I will be doing a, a live stream, a pottery live stream today between TMS slash Adventure Club and uh, Coverville. If assuming there is one, there is um, one. Yep. 
Yeah. Okay, there awesome. we go. So awesome. see, I gave you gave Brian a free plug. Also, <laughs> thank you for that. <laughs> you guys want to see? You guys want to see some clay get thrown? You got to tune yeah. into this stuff, man. I'm telling yeah. you. Yeah, today is going to sure. be fun because I am out of practice, so there's going to be a lot of like sponges flying and you know just making a mess because I need to I need to practice throwing some clay. I've been I've been doing a lot of decorating, a lot of a lot of planning. You ever do that where oh, you get yeah. all up in your head about planning a project oh, yeah. and then the not time. actually sure. doing it and you're like, ah, oh, crap. All the <laughs> analysis paralysis is what they call mm-hmm. that business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Got yep. a bad case that's of that it. these days, actually. Uh, well, that's great. Uh, as always, good to have you here. Have a fantastic week and we'll see you next Thanks. time. You Bye too. Now. Bye. Bye. Okay. Close, cool. close stream. Fun stuff. Some yeah. really, cool, uh, <clears throat> really cool pottery too with that. I agree. That's- uh, let's do this now real quick. One of these. Time for some very quick news brought to you by. So quick. Uh, brought to you by Coverville. Yeah, there, <clears throat> as previously mentioned, there will be a Coverville today. And uh, annually, I do a show that always celebrates the inductees into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. This year, we've got folks like Kate Bush, Willie Nelson, Cheryl Crow, Missy Elliott, Rage Against the Machine, The Spinners, and George Michael. And you're going to hear covers of almost all of those folks. I just recently did a George Michael episode um, in honor of... Uh, what was his, what would have been his birthday last week? Mm. So um, so no George Michael, but you're going to covers of all of the rest of them. Nice. Uh, so tune in twitch.tv slash Coverville, one p.m. Mountain Time. Twitch.tv slash Coverville. You watch that Wham documentary yet? Not yet. It's on my list. Uh, Ham and I are going to watch it for uh, for patrons, Soundography patrons, because we do a we do a um, a movie review, a music movie review thing. Hearing very good things about it. I'm too. I'm excited for that. And I'm excited for this other uh, American Gladiators. After watching the ESPN 30 by 30 American mm. Gladiators doc, I'm excited for this other one too. Yeah, I watched the Netflix one um, Yeah, and still need to see the the, the, the other one. So I kind of have the opposite thing. I kind of want to go see the, the ESPN one. But yeah, it was really interesting. That was a fascinating. Um, I'm sure Did there's a lot Nitro of shared for stuff. The Netflix one? Uh, yeah, you get Nitro in there. You get um, Laser. I'm oh, home. good. Because there were quite a few people who didn't do the 30, 30 for 30 one because the, that uh, ass, asshole producer was uh, oh. uh, was involved. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. The jerk that kind of ran things and uh, this kind of had everybody. safety or. Huh? Yeah, I think this kind of had everyone. I, don't, I can't think of anyone that didn't show up in this. Oh, really? So even the uh, a whole producer money grubber dude. Well, is he the one that's the, the Elvis impersonator? Elvis guy? impersonator, yeah. No, they don't have him on. Okay, all right. Which is why, which is probably why all these other people are involved. That's, yeah. that's why a few of them wouldn't do the 30 for 30. They talk about it a lot, that guy, but they, yeah. don't, they yeah. don't have him on. It's good, though. You'll like it. Good. Um, Can't wait. What a weird Can't era. Uh, let's get to this quick story here. We're going to just read one of these. Um, a janitor <laughs> turns off a cold freezer to stop beeping noise and destroys research worth $1 million. You hear about this happening all the time, like a nurse will turn off a noisy machine and it turns out it was yeah. like important for somebody's life support or whatever. It's similar to that, except it's going to just cost a whole lot of money. He's oh, an irritated janitor, yeah. allegedly switched off a super cold mega fridge. Super cold mega fridge <laughs> to stop it from beeping, but accidentally destroyed decades of scientific study and Jeez. research. It's pretty gnarly. 
the let's see, Rensselaer Polytechnic Institute or RPI in Troy, New York. This is just in New York mm-hmm. State. Claim the storage freezer contains cell cultures, samples, and other experiments at minus 112 Fahrenheit. Uh, this is an important place for them to keep cool. RPI's lawyer, Michael Ginsberg, alleged people's behavior and negligence caused this. Unfortunately, they wiped out 25 years of research. Uh, the damage to materials was allegedly part of a research into photosynthesis to future, uh, sorry, to f- further the development of solar panels. So wow. they're all mad, and the janitor was just yeah. like, Bleh. It's cold. Ah, this beeping is driving me nuts. I'm going to figure out a way to turn it off. Yeah. I mean, that's. <laughs> yeah. I feel like they didn't you train that their that guy. would pretty much be like, oh, I work for a science lab. These yep. are all science things. I probably shouldn't touch them. Yeah. <laughs> You'd think. You would think. I would think. Yeah. That's what yeah. I would think. But I think this, this guy a, did not go to his training meetings or some shit. This is uh, basically the whole story behind uh, the, the Mel Gibson film Forever Young, isn't it? That he was in a uh, cryogenic chamber and some janitor unplugged it because th- th- thought it made a lot of noise. And, yeah, that's right. And Mel Gibson woke up and called everybody sugar tits or something. I don't know. I might be getting the movie wrong. I'm, I, I, I think that last Maybe part. I need to see it again. Yeah, it's been it's been a bit. We'll have to film sack it. But uh <laughs> that reminds me that Caviezel movie is number one in the box office right now. The uh, the weird QAnon uh, f- f- conspiracy theory. Really? One. Oh wow! I um, here's why though. I found out when I first heard that. I went, Wait a minute, really? It's number one. How can that be? It was revealed today that they are buying up their own tickets and selling them. Oh no them way! Really? Yeah, they're giving oh my them away. God. So they're like, hey, we got a theater full of 500 seats. You guys want in for free? Come on in. They're doing a bunch so of So this is, okay, so the movie is pro-QAnon, like it's a supporting QAnon thing. It's not really pro-QAnon as it is It is based on a conspiracy theory born out of QAnon. Okay. So all it's, right. all, it's all bullshit. Like apparently on set, Caviezel walks around on set and hands out prayer cards <laughs> to his to the crew. Now that's fine, whatever. Sure, I don't you know, sure, I don't care. Of course, yeah. But guess but there's and there's an image of Jesus on these cards. Guess what the image is though? It's him as Jesus from Passion of the Christ. <laughs> that's Oh, that's great. That's, oh, that's, that's freaking weird, man. That's weird. Yeah, that's I, really weird. Oh, dude. Like I don't like it at all. <laughs> I was talking I was, I was listening to some interview with a guy who was a sound engineer on the film and he said that place was a nightmare. He said just mm. just really weird and paranoid and everything was just weird. But anyway, the reason it's number 1 and by number 1 I think it made 4 million because it's a slow weekend sure. or something. Uh but it it was all them buying their own tickets and then <laughs> giving Jeez. them to people. Anyway, uh that's wow. it for uh, today's news. We're going to take a break when we come back my sister will be here we have a thing we held since last week since we didn't have a show uh, last thursday and uh we're going to share that with everybody today so stick around for that that's coming up shortly after this song that you'll now describe to us so that we know what we're listening to i'll do my best i'm not making any promises um no what's really great about this is that uh this album just came out it's uh, alice phoebe lou's album shelter and i was listening to it to pick um a song and I ended up loving the whole album, so that's kind of what I've been listening to in my car uh, when I when I'm driving. It's like, oh, this is the the soundtrack of my car right now. She's fantastic, and she's got one of these great voices that you just can't get enough of. Enough of. Um, it's a brand new album called Shelter. Uh, what can I tell you? Um, uh, NPR is All Songs Considered. New Music Friday. Uh, it appeared on. Uh, the album came out July seventh, so last week. 
Um, what else can I, you know, I'm just looking through this. She's touring. She's going to be doing New York, Paris, Paris, London, Prague, all over the place. All right, let's get to the song. Alice Phoebe Lou from her brand new album, Shelter. Here is the song, Lose My Head. I don't Packard has introduced the new Vectra 486-33T. HP says it is the most powerful personal computer ever, featuring a 33 megahertz 486 CPU. The base price for the 486-33T is $9,500. Go to a movie theater. Be in the dark with strange people. <laughs> Whoops, I was muted. And we've returned. Welcome back, everybody. Who was that song by? And from? That was uh, Alice Phoebe Lou, three first names, uh, and her brand new album, Shelter. That's the song, Lose My Head. Nice. And it's fantastic stuff. Nice. Meant to ask you before we get uh, Wendy in here, did you get a burger yesterday? Uh, no. So the plan was I was going to absolutely get a burger. Uh, but when I got done, I found out that Kim made black-eyed peas and uh, some other Ooh. stuff. And it was really good and filling, and it curbed my need for the burger. That does not mean, however, that I will not get one today. 
<laughs> yeah, I uh, I did. I got one when I went to the movie because I figured, well, I know I'm going to eat like crap when I go to Alamo Draft House. Right. So I'll have a I'll have a sensible lunch and yeah. uh, and then have a uh, you know garbagey dinner. But uh, yeah, the uh, Hellfire Burger uh, is what I had, and it's um, is there a description here? Um, hot pepper cheese, Reaper pepper mayo. Um, grilled or uh, uh, caramelized onions. Oh, it was all the stuff that we talked about. It was so damn good. Was it good? Oh man, that sounds great. Yeah, I'm gonna go to 571 today. Get another one. There you mm. go. All right, get a bigger. A I'm bigger. Gonna, I am gonna get a bigger. Uh, all right, we're gonna call Wendy. Remind me, uh, either post show or before we hang up, I gotta show you this thing Vincent Minucci sent me. Oh, look at that. Is yeah. that an Ambernick case? Yeah, so. Because she's ringing forever, I'll check this out. So yeah, it opens up. Uh huh. It's 3D printed, has a hinge yep. on it, so that's cool. Yeah. Uh, the device just sits inside. There's a nice little screen pad uh, oh, thing there, a little protector thing there. Yeah. Yep. And then what I didn't notice about it was, you flip it around. You oh, just, it's a stand. A little stand. You're, you oh my god, there. that's awesome. So you can charge it in there, just leave it at the side of the bed or whatever. Isn't that cool? Super cool. That yeah. is awesome. It's such a nice thing. I got that. Vincent, email. send me the STL for that business. I yeah, imagine I can probably find it. I think easily, it's but. a he. May, I think he got it on Etsy. So someone else is making these on Etsy. Oh, but, gotcha. Okay. But it might be a. I mean, it may be an available STL. I don't know. Might be. Yeah. Who knows? Entirely possible. All right, uh, let's call Wendy again. Let's see, ring, here we go. She's showing is online, which is, oh, there okay. she is right. right there. Let's play this song or this thing. I'll explain the situation to Wendy, don't worry. Oh, good, because I will too. <laughs> hey, it's a, I, you can tell I found a new Wendy clip this week. Yeah, where's that from? <laughs> that happens once in a while, I don't know, like a, yeah. I think it was a TV show or something. And I heard Martin your Short. name. <laughs> I heard your name and I was like, oh, I'm going to capture that. Uh, it's uh, good to have you here. It's my sister Wendy, everybody, an actual therapist in the real world, comes here on this fake world that we do every week and uh, helps you with your problems. All right, that's the deal. That's the cha- That's the exchange that we have here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wendy, it's good to have you back. How's how's things over there? Good. Yeah. Are good. Do you consider yourself a fake world? That's interesting. Uh, no, just you know, we're in this uh, ethereal space known as the internet, mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. it's hard to describe sometimes what this place is. Um, yeah, I, uh, we're, we're sad that we, <laughs> we're sad we didn't have you last week, but, uh, as you yeah. know, it was a bit of a nightmare. Yeah, there were lots of things going on. <laughs> it was really bad. Wow. Yeah. It was, was like your nightmare happening. It was the it worst. Was your nightmare. The only thing worse would have been in that you'd have to do like a middle of the night flight in the middle of all that. That's the only oh, thing that yeah. would have made this worse. Mm-hmm. And then the yeah, only thing that would make that worse is if that plane didn't have working bathrooms and said sorry. Exactly. Everybody. Right. Yeah. yeah. Bathrooms. Oh. Sorry, and we're stuck on the tarmac. We're not. We don't have clearance to take off. Looks like we're going to be here for another hour. Yeah. And our bathrooms don't work. Yeah. So sorry. Don't, don't get up. Them. Yeah. I, I just probably just mm-hmm. say, all right, take me now. Kill me. I'm done. This is it. I found my limit. Indeed. Oh boy. But I'll tell well, you I'm what. Glad you're better and the plumbing works, I assume, right? Yeah. It's all well, yes. Everything except we can't figure out one of the sprinkler things. But the the plumbing itself, all good. Yeah, pressure's normal. Everything's good. Yeah, all that stuff is like and now when I turn it on, I do this now, and I'm not kidding. I turn on the water in a sink, it doesn't matter, shower, and I just for one second I stop and I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, I just stop and I go. Oh, oh, yeah. Good yeah. job. Yeah. That's one I never want to take that for granted again because it was 
terrible. Anyway, um, it's good to have you here. We got a we got a big old message that we're gonna do that we've been holding all week. Um, this is and when I say big old thing, this is about three minutes of a read. Uh, so everybody, okay. tuck in. Okay. Anything you want to say, Winnie? Before this, we just go for it. No, go for it. All right, here we go. My wife, twenty seven, has gone through a large change regarding her parents in the last few years. She comes from a large family. She is the youngest of seven, two kids from her father's previous marriage, three from her mother's, and her and her older brother were born from her parents together. Growing up until about two years ago, she and her mom were best friends, daily phone calls, shopping trips, etc. Her dad was always incredibly kind and welcoming to everyone, which was great for me starting to date her with five older brothers. But then they got divorced a few years ago. Since then, her mother has, who is 60, has seemed to regress to a teenage rebel. She doesn't see any of the 12 grandkids, only cares about partying, and to top it all off, is constantly cheating on her new fiancé. The most recent example of this impacting my wife was when someone came to her work and showed her a video of her mom stripping at a work party. And the only reason she didn't get fired from that is because she is sleeping with her boss. (laughs) My wife was the most embarrassed she had been in her life. Her dad, on the other hand, has made the decision that the only thing he is going to care about for the rest of his life is alcohol. He has told us that verbatim. He has been to rehab a handful of times when his sister forces him and does well when he is there. But as soon as he comes home, starts drinking again, at least a fifth of vodka a day, usually more. One of her older brothers has had his own issues with addiction in the forms of heroin and meth and is now living with her dad buying him all the liquor he wants because the dad lets him use his card, the money in which is quickly running out, to do whatever he wants, even bought a new truck. They really just aren't the same people they were even a couple of years ago, and it has done some real emotional damage to my wife. She feels guilty that she doesn't see her dad anymore, even though his house is a dangerous place to be, because there are people buying drugs coming in and out at all hours. She didn't visit for Father's Day, but I doubt he even knew that it came and went. She feels like she should do something, but has no idea what she should do, or even if she would have any control if she tried. Her mom just stresses her out. She is always saying my wife doesn't make an effort to see her anymore, and has even taken to fabricating rumors of her kids. Examples being one of them was cheating on their spouse, and that my wife and I were getting divorced, based on absolutely nothing. Needless to say, This has been incredibly taxing on most of the family, and my wife, being the youngest and the only one that lived with them alone as a teenager, has been overwhelmed, stressed, guilted, and grieving that she has essentially lost these people that she was so close to while growing up. I guess I don't know what to ask other than, how can I support her and help her either mend what has happened or come to terms with accepting it for what it is? She is often completely drained from dealing with it on top of work, and gets spikes of anxiety whenever she sees her mom calling her. Again, I apologize for the wall of text. There's a lot more I left out for brevity, but hopefully these details are enough for an overview of the situation. Love the show, though. Concerned husband. Okay. That's a lot, dude. <laughs> that is a lot. Oh, my God. <laughs> Holy crap. Like, I, the mom part alone was like, whoa. And then you hear about this dad bit, and it just... yeah. It, it, just okay. all of a sudden, like, you know, like they got yeah. taken over by aliens or something. Well, that's going to be my question before we get into it, Wendy, is this. Is it even... My gut says there was probably problems that they were either... The kids were either shielded from 
or was sort of pushed down until they were, you know, empty nesters and then it all went off again. Because it doesn't seem like that stuff should be that spontaneous, right? Mm-hmm. That kind of behavior is usually one that's built into you for a while. You don't by, just... Yeah, either that or triggered by a mental health breakdown or something. You know, yeah. Some sort of mental health shift that's yeah. happened in their life. So anyway, where do well, you want to... have both yeah. of them at the same time. Right, right. Usually would indicate... like Like... When I hear stories like this, it's it's maybe one parent has kind of gone off the rails and the other one is feeling the responsibility or holding the fort down or, you know, that type of thing. The fact that it's both of them, yeah. Could, maybe could the behaviors of one of them have triggered the other one? Like basically the, you know, hearing about the his ex-wife's behavior, her dad is now like, ah, forget it, I'm, you know, has having some sort of mental health crisis based on that or triggered by her behavior that's led him to the bottle? Well, and here's the thing that I don't know that maybe this person who is just, you know, the outs- the outlaw doesn't know either. And that is what was the demise of the relationship about? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, second marriages are very difficult. Blending families are very difficult. This is not for the faint hearted at all, but how they handled all that difficulty could have been substance use all along. And then, it's just now he's saying out loud the quiet part of like, yeah, I'm never giving this up. I like it. And, and it mm-hmm. sounds like some addiction runs in that family. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's very possible like their management techniques and wasn't, they weren't healthy things while they were together. So maybe the demise was a sudden relational injury. So for example, one of them is cheats or one of them um, just some like, becomes a different person or, you know, whatever that might be. And so it, cause both responses are interesting. They're both basically trauma responses. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know how traumatic the, the separation was or what went on between them was, but they're both responding very much like people do when something really hard happens. Right. Um, yeah. So for example, let's take the mom from it. Let's just dig into her for one second. Um, I have this running theory and I'm, I think it's true. I don't know if this is fair. It's not studied. So it's just, you know, theory by Wendy, um, that somebody gets married at whatever age and then, you know, lives however long in a marriage or a partnered relationship. And when that relationship ends, there is even just a period of time, maybe it's not forever, but a period of time where I, it seems as if that person regresses back to the age they were when they got married <laughs> mm-hmm. and it's usually got married the first time. Yeah. Right. So yeah, for mom, right. this would be probably young, right? I didn't sow my wild oats. And exactly. So right. Back to that so there's some, yeah. some obvious things like that, but I also think there is like, it's like a developmental uh, personal stop. So they developed this, this far, then they partnered up and then you're having to develop as, a couple and a family and there is really healthy ways to do that that are mature and you know but there is absolutely like a reset button on age that kind of happens in these these moments yeah. hard part about that is she is making all sorts of decisions that are like <laughs> not just a wild oats situation this is like wild oats time 100 you know like right right this is wow. like wild wild oats with a real bad case of uh uh, what's reality it? TV. No, no. I was gonna say you can't have. What's the thing where you can't have gluten? Forgot what that's called. She got a gluten, gluten allergy gluten and she's intolerance. Yeah, but she's eating those oats anyway. You know, just letting it rip. 
coming out the sideways. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. and okay. So, so maybe there's all these things going on with the parents. We're going to, we're going to talk to how to help the daughter, of course, but um, you know, you have both parents behaving like adolescents, yeah. right? Yeah. You're 27. You've switched places with them. And 27 is very young to feel like you're switching places with your parents. Often it's um, as they're aging and you need to make medical decisions or housing decisions or they can't care for themselves or financial decisions because they're no longer in a position to be the adult. I think there's moments along the way we all think, well, that's a dumb choice, dad or mom or something. And you can have those little mini moments, but like full on, this is not a trustworthy adult in my life. My caregiver is no longer functioning. That usually happens later, um, but it is happening in now. You know, here we are. She and her husband are the adults and the responsible ones, and these two supposed parents, re- responsible ones, are have switched places. Right. That is incredibly difficult. Incredibly yeah. difficult because it flips your entire how everything runs on its head. Right. So just I'm, I'm trying to think of what is a good. Um, analogy of like you always thought a thing and then suddenly it's completely different and you missed it your whole life it's a it's kind of unnerving or like what and it's just a little now imagine that times 100 that is having the people who are supposed to worry about you become now the object of so much of your worry and your concern and the big part of that is you don't have power they always had power because they were the parents you don't have this equal power as the adult in a relationship with an adolescent that it it's, was originally. Does that make sense? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you are okay. in trouble. Yeah. Like, I'm just trying to imagine this. Like, mom just had her 85th birthday today, right? Today's today. Today. And, um, happy birthday. Yeah. And she, I, I'm just trying to imagine. Obviously, she's not 60. 60 still got a little, you know, you got a little wind in your sails. But uh-huh. can you just imagine this? Like <laughs> finding out your mom's yeah. sleeping with somebody's boss and also cheating on the fiance and like all this stuff. Yeah, and then stripping at work and stripping. Uh, oh my God. Yeah. I guess I can I guess I can imagine little things like um, he mentioned that she made up, you know, she, sometimes they tell themselves stories and make up stories about what their kids are doing when that's really not correct at all. Yeah, that that, that happens. happens. <laughs> that definitely happens. Yeah. Oh god, yeah. yeah. Yeah, a lot. Um yeah, I don't know. This is just crazy. Let me say this, and I this is not fair, but also maybe a little. Is there's a lot of just different things going on for people that you would never know, right? And so mm-hmm. sometimes when a door gets opened or you get shoved through a door you never planned on, I assume these people did not think they would their lives would end like this, divorced and estranged sure. and mm-hmm. all that, right? That there's there was maybe behaviors or interactions or different things going on that gets you to this moment, right? Right. That these kinds of things come out and it comes out all, all sorts of ways. And you, you add enough of the right substances to this sort of thing. And you get a brother to move in. Who's doing heroin and meth. Like yeah. it's hard to make oh God, a choice. Yeah. You know? And yeah. so it's tough. Yeah. And, uh, and with the size of her family, so she's got six siblings. Is that right? Is a yeah. uh, seven children. Yeah. Um, I mean, it sounds like, they all need to kind of come together and figure out, all right, are we, you know, do we want to call adult protective services? Do we want to get somebody involved to say, is there a cognitive issue? Is there a, is there, you know, at least keeping them from harming themselves 
kind of because uh, what it sounds thing. like to me is they they're fully aware of what they're doing they're just super into wanting to do it they you just know? don't care yeah they just Possibly. don't seem to care i would also double check if there's any head injuries yeah really? um that's that interesting. could like if there's a car accident we all just thought was not a big deal Mm-hmm. That happens, huh? Mom People like find out, the brain. and they regress mm-hmm. from that. Yeah, yeah. they regress, mm-hmm. or like there's damage to the frontal lobe that can mm-hmm. really cause behavior changes, and a lot of like executive function changes. So like impulsive and and very teenage like behavior again. So maybe, maybe mm-hmm. that's something that, that's there. They're like, oh, I wish that explained it. You know, yeah. I, mean, yeah. I, right, I think that's right. what's hard. Is <laughs> it's probably not that. It'd be um, great if that were okay, yeah, well, as easy as that. Yeah. yeah. Brian, you brought up a really good point. There are siblings here. This is if this were an only child, mm-hmm. you know, our advice would be probably a little bit different. But this is somebody who's got six siblings. She's the youngest, probably never played the role of family leader before. Mm-hmm. And so oh, yeah. doesn't quite know that you can call a family council and talk about it or something. I don't know. But I would I would do a couple things for her. So let's break this down into some categories. One is um, getting support. And so we can talk about siblings and maybe what her husband could do for her. And then the second being like her own psychological, emotional well-being for, for her individual experience, what she can do for herself. So let's start with the, the family. So let's, you guys know the story. I want you to tell me what you think the family, um, what that would look like. Now let's just imagine it's complicated. It's blended, right? We've got mm-hmm. Right. Someone in there doesn't like someone else probably very much, right? Someone feels like someone else is bossy. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> or they feel like, no, mom's mom's fine. She's just doing what she wants to do finally. She deserves this, you know, kind of thing. Like, right. there's got to be one sibling that's going to be, yeah. So it's a whole, yeah, you so- need a united front is my first impression of this. And I think right. that fits okay. with what you're just saying. I think you, if you don't have a united front with all the other siblings as to whether or not it's a confrontation, whether or not it's an intervention, whether or not it's any of those things, you all kind of need to be on the same page. If everyone yes. is just as diversely con- con- convoluted about the whole thing, that doesn't seem like you're going to get no. much Then traction. we need to focus on point number two, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, when, but start with, I mean, it should be simultaneous, by the way, but start with this gathering. Let's say you guys have a meeting. You get on a Zoom call, and we're just going to talk about what are you guys worried about? Anyone have any thoughts? What, how do we handle this? Kind of trying to create the united front. Mm-hmm. And that united front might be, we just stay out of it. Stay out of it. Yeah. And then yeah. that's where and, point number two. And watch them, uh, and just watch them self-destruct. I couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I'd have really to at least hard, say, right? you have to say something, at least to let them know yeah. where your head's at, right? So that they know. Well, and this yeah. is where connecting with, for support with each other, because only siblings mm-hmm. know what it's like to have these parents. Yeah. But of course, yeah. every yeah. person is an individual having a different experience because they have different relationships with those parents. But the more you could maybe hear each other out, talk about what maybe needs to happen. This this happens all the time when parents are aging, right? Yeah, You're just applying this a lot earlier and to two people not doing well instead of sometimes it's one, right? Someone, one person's aging or dad's alcoholism is getting out of control and mom needs you guys to help or, you know, like the, the dynamics are all going to be different. So you, you obviously work with the dynamics that you have, however, not doing this alone. And I did notice he did not mention anything about the siblings talking or supporting each other. So yeah, I wonder how close they all are. Right. Uh, Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that would be a, an important thing to 
to initiate. Now, again, and here's what's hard, unless this husband is a trained mediator and very good with words and (laughs) really skilled at this dynamic, I would not volunteer maybe to be the one running this, but it would maybe have your wife listen to this episode or you could talk through that idea. It needs to come from her uh, and her making those connections with the siblings to talk through that that type of thing. Right. The reality is, I don't know percentages why, but but interventions usually don't go well. <laughs> uh, if you have, you know, a hammer, that's not right, a stick to follow up with any, like, hey, you're going to rehab, we're driving you there now. Okay, mm-hmm. that's one thing. And that's also very difficult um, because you have adults here. Adults have to check them in, themselves into things. Right. They have to give consent for treatment. This is not a kid. You, you're, you can't you're putting, just place them in there. They have to. You cannot. Yeah. yeah. So you're dropping a bomb in all of this, and you have to be pretty sure that it's the right thing to do, and that everyone's on the same page. So that's pretty risky. I would say even before any kind of meeting or let's figure all this out, is just who of your siblings are you talking to? Who is also concerned? Who mm-hmm. are you? you know, connecting with where are you getting support within the structure that already exists here? Cause there's a lot of people, mm-hmm. um, and start there, like build from there. What can we do? You know, how can we help? Wh- what is everyone doing? Because sometimes when everyone agrees and that kind of treats the parents similarly, they'll have more effect that way than they would if they didn't. And that's what makes this a little bit tough. Cause everyone's probably just like, ah, don't call me, leave me alone. Or someone else is like, Oh, I need to be the hero. I mean, cause people play different roles in families. So figuring that out might be important. Um, yeah. okay. Real quick. Last night I watched the episode. Have you guys been watching the bear? Um, no, not yet. I haven't started the new season yet. Yeah. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Do it. Yeah. There is a, this, I I can't even say any words now. I don't want to ruin it. It's so good. But (laughs) let me just say it's watching family dynamics that will melt your brain. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. Like melt your brain. Anyway, I was going to do an analogy with that. But just that idea of like every family has its own flavor. What's the beginning of Anna Karenina? It's like every happy family is the same, but every unhappy family is unhappy in their own way. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) This family is unhappy in its own way. And so – you know, having that dynamic, if it's supportive, built, great. If it's not, and we really are just this husband and wife kind of on their own managing this, let's let's turn our attention to what she, she might do um, for herself. Okay. Right, right. So what's tricky is, you know, here you are partnered with someone who it feels like this massive swing. You thought you were marrying into this particular family. It turns out it's a different, it's a Jerry Springer family. <laughs> Why yeah. what you expected, you, you, you right? Thought you, so, were, you thought you were going on Oprah. You, you're on Jerry Springer. That's where you're going, yeah. right? Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Or Donahue. You're having a good car, but you're not. <laughs> anyway, so yeah. So everyone has concerns, right? And I, we've talked about this on this the, the show before, but even just drawing this out for the two of you, I'm talking to them directly now, the mm-hmm. two of you. So you draw one circle, and that is your circle of concerns, and I would write them in there. I would draw a donut because the inner circle of the donut is your influence. But your circle of concerns, like everything that fits in that donut, write it down. I'm afraid dad's going to waste all of his money. I'm so sad I don't get to see him. I miss, you know, everything that goes into this. And then look at where your circle of influence is. 
So it sounds like maybe I'm forgetting. She doesn't talk to her dad. Right. Doesn't see her dad very much. And then mom is just very stressful. I guess they do communicate. Yeah. She'll, she was saying, talking about, for example, how he would, she would get a text from her mom or a phone call coming through and she would just completely like stress out because she knew her mom's just up to something weird and she didn't want to deal with it. Got it. Got it. Okay. So that heightened sense of like what shoe's going to drop, what, what is going to happen. And essentially all trust is lost. And that is a huge wound is to have the trust that you used to have in your parents taken so quickly. Right. Mm -hmm. And so there's a lot of loss. And so, you know, you could draw these circles and husband does the same thing where he writes all of his concerns. It's like my wife's sanity is everyone. Okay. You know, all the things he's concerned about and what is his actual influence and then identify that influence. So can she, let's start with her. Can she change her parents' behavior? Does she have the power to do that? Um, no, probably, not. probably influence it, but change it. No. Right. And then maybe get specific. How can you influence it? Because the, there is not a child on earth who does not think when their parents are distressed or they can sense something is wrong, that it's either their fault or that mm. they should do something to make it better. Sure. That's how kids operate. And they don't stop when they're 27. They still think they can do. And so this is about getting really clear on maybe what is actually possible. So you might say, just love them. Okay, then get specific. What does it mean to just love them? Um, Maybe it's my influence right now is to make sure I'm okay first. Mm -hmm. And then then I can have maybe some abilities I don't currently have, right? Mm -hmm. Um, You know, it could be a variety of things. Maybe it's boundaries. Maybe it's... um, I can send a letter. I can, you know, whatever it is, you feel like you have some influence over like getting clear on that helps people torture themselves a whole lot less. Right. Cause if you sat a kid down, whose parents are getting divorced, you know, a 10 year old and said, yeah, what's your influence? What's your power here? And they would tell you, well, if I cleaned my room and I didn't have so many sports games, <laughs> then my parents would not fight be, at night. They wouldn't have. Yeah. Right. Cause that's yeah. what they were fighting about. Like who's to, yeah. Right. They, they, look at just the surface level stuff. It, right. It's, you know, a lot of it's going to be a matter of just telling, uh, hopefully telling her mom how, how it's making her feel as a daughter and to, to watch this sort of thing. And maybe that's a, an inroad. Right. That is a great question. I'm, I'm calling it a question. <laughs> yeah, no, it is. It is a question. I, I went up on the end to, to put a question mark at the end, even though I didn't yeah, phrase it in great. the form of a question, Alex. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you. Uh, what that idea of like, I, that could be the absolute worst thing for this woman. Really? Okay. Because what you're doing. For the mom or is, for the daughter? No, I mean. for the 27-year-old. Yeah, I need a gotcha. name. Susan. We're going to call her Susan. Or daughter so, and mother. <laughs> daughter and mother. Let's do that. Daughter and mother. So yeah. daughter, the worst thing for the, the daughter could be saying, hey, mom, this is how I feel. And then have mommy, mom going, yeah, by her behavior. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm abandoning yeah. you in every way. And now you've just added feelings to this, which I may use against you. Like, I don't know. The mother is yeah. not making good decisions, right? So I don't think she, and it you're, may not you're even be the lever. There may not even be enough. any leverage there. Yeah, a hundred percent. And would it be just fuel for this fire? What, maybe she's already tried this. I don't know. But that is something. This is where my point number two is the most important. This is not something that she can do without help grieving, processing 
talking it through, getting it clear in her, in her own head, crying, being angry. Like she's got a lot to feel and work through. Mm-hmm. And what's risky is because we get so desperate to have our people be okay. We don't make sure we're okay first. And so it, you can imagine this just going on and on and on as long as these people decide to behave these ways. Right. right. And so having her really get support and feel safe to express all the feelings that come up with this um, and not try to go fix mom and dad, though that is very tempting. But what 10-year-old has ever stopped their parents' divorce None. in any real way? Well, it's because it's not their fault. Right. Mm-hmm. It, they don't actually have the power of the influence. And I'm going to argue this 27-year-old does not have the power of the influence to stop what's happening because okay. you don't. Um, however... You're going to think you do. And that's what's dangerous. And this is, this is what's hard is I say this, but I would be in the same exact position. I would also be more dangerous because I'd think I have skills, right? So I, like I completely get that. And yet there is a couple steps or a couple things, and this is maybe where the husband can be helpful, is to really encourage her to talk to someone, maybe someone who specializes in high conflict family stuff, parent adult children dynamics. There are lots of specialists that work with some of these dynamics and blended families and all those things, because it is really hard stuff. Um, and so then, then you get, think of it in in terms of scope of practice, right? Everyone finds their scope of practice and works within that. And a lot of really good things can come out of that. What's hard is when we are stepping out of those lines and, and hoping it goes better. Now, again, I haven't, I have a hammer cause I see nails. So mm-hmm. maybe that you guys have a, an alternative option to having somebody sort of professionally help her and maybe help the husband too. You know, I don't know. What do you guys think? Uh, Draw something or make mm. music? <laughs> Listen to some music. Yeah. Listen, my, uh, I'm bad with this because when I see nails, I use the heel of my shoe to, uh, <laughs> to, to put them in. Oh boy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean that feels like the right thing. I mean, um if there's if there's a, a family therapy thing that can just start with the daughter. Yeah. And just but with the option that later on maybe the mom can come in yes. as well. And maybe it's done under the under the pretense that, hey, you know, this therapist, you know, knows I'm going through a lot of stuff, but they'd like to talk to you as well. Or maybe you don't you don't hide it you don't sugarcoat it or hide the fact that what it you might be bringing her into some of this but starting with you know just a a place to help the daughter cope that maybe brings in the mom later on to yeah that's great idea do you feel like yeah and that is very common that's typically like not new for family therapy right it's only because i haven't been on amazon to try and find a book yeah yeah, there's been no books yet. Book. Some, I guarantee there's a book. There's, a there's book. definitely yeah. a book. There's always a book. Yeah. There always is a book. Right. Yeah. But you're right. Like yeah. that that option uh, in therapy is very common. Because if nothing else, it'll help the daughter. Even if they can't yes. get the mom to come in and do anything, yes. at least she'll have the yes. daughter will have an outlet. Yeah. Yes. Totally. And, you know, having the husband be a part of understanding, maybe there's a session where he gets to understand how to support her better. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Once the therapist has spent some time with her and knows how yeah. Yeah. that right. could look because her support system is going to really matter. So I, I want, and, and this is hard because I think 
sometimes we're trained to not ask for help, right? We're trained. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to imagine being raised by parents that this could be the outcome. There has to be some in in embryo version of this in their lives, right? Mm-hmm. Unless there was a head injury or some other radical, but you know, maybe this was all like, mm, I don't know, not as far from the surface as we, th- as we think. Mm. And is there stuff from growing up specifically related to that, that maybe the husband's not aware of. And so there might just be stuff to work on that can be really helpful. That is, she's particularly triggered by this, Right. So it's shocking if parents change on you like this, right? But it's also incredibly um, painful if there's been hints of abandonment before. There's been hints of this passive-aggressive blaming or being embarrassed by your mom. Like, then those wounds are just getting activated in massive ways. But they might have been there for a long time. And so that's why having a professional connect with her is is important. Because a friend's going to say all the right things, maybe, um, but is not going to, you know, understand the childhood element to this or the triggering factors or the things that are causing so much distress. Um, so, but you still need the friend. So, so what I was getting at is maybe you've been trained not to ask for help, do it yourself kind of thing. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so you just keep fighting at the problem and she's doing it by being distressed and worrying and trying and, you know, all of those different things. And that feels like love and trying because that's been her experience. Um, and yet the support of your community, someone you can say, Hey, I need to just vent about how terrible my mom is acting and know that that's a safe place means you're going to interact with that next text a little differently because you are not carrying it all. And it's bubbling underneath the surface all the time. Right. So even from, from therapy, I think would be incredibly valuable here all the way to, can your support system be let in enough to get support? I'm often having to tell people that, like, you've got to let them in. I always do this, like, assessment, like, who do we have to call? Who do you call when your your tire pops? And, you know, if it's not your partner, who else would it be? You know, like, we start to look at it and work on building it because most of us are just, like, living our lives. Mm-hmm. Um, and yet that and maybe not realizing we don't know how to ask someone to really be there for us, especially if we have a history of mom and dad, maybe not actually always being there for me. Right. It can be particularly overwhelming. So, yeah, it sounds, sounds like uh, just regardless some therapy, uh, you know, it almost sounds like it's like the easy thing to say get therapy, but it's also just like crucial, you know, like, mm-hmm. Yeah. Regardless of, of whether these things get resolved, her her and her husband will have will end up will gain something from that. Maybe yeah. maybe the maybe the world is gained by it. Maybe all this stuff flips and it's all a, a path to, to perfection. Who knows? But at the very least, they those two will get the help they need. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. And the, and when that happens, two things usually occur. One, and at least the initial one, is that people get annoyed by your new boundaries. Like you'll get boundaries by going to therapy. You will learn, wow, I'm actually not okay with this stuff and I can learn how to stop this or say no or disengage, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And that disrupts a family dynamic. Like when you get to this episode of The Bear, (laughs) if anyone had set a single flipping boundary ever, Uh you, I mean, the level of vitriol that would have come at them. (laughs) 
it's, it's astounding. Right. And so that is often people are scared away from that. Right. Like in my family, we don't do that. We, we do this or that. Right. And we've all learned what survival means in each family. Um, and so that's tricky. Um, and then what usually follows is when that can be done and those, that bravery is employed. Um, there starts to be a softening. I've seen this over and over and over that the people who are just like making fun of you for going to therapy suddenly are like, Hey, uh, do you think your therapist has any openings? (laughs) You know, you start to, you start to see some benefits because you're being healthy and people will notice that eventually after they're stop being mad that you don't play the dysfunctional game anymore. Yeah. And And I, I look at this and I just think, wow, there's just so much power dynamics from child to child to parent and parent to child here that has yeah. to adjust. Yeah. Um, and most of us aren't very good at this in normal situations where mom is not, you know, stripping at a company party. You know what I mean? Like, right. Woof, this is level 3000, you know, last couple of years I've found that a couple of issues I've had with some family dynamics depends on which one I'm talking about, even in my own head here, but there's a couple of, couple of things where it's just a little, it's a little tangly. Right. And yeah. I found that the time when I finally went, whatever, go do your thing. And the power dynamic became, they no longer held sway over my constant irritation slash concern for their behavior. Yeah. Suddenly it changed for them too, because I was like, I'm all out of poops to give, go, go, yep. go be dumb. And, yep. and was confident about me not giving a poop anymore. Yeah. Like I actually meant it. It's like, well, I've done all I can. I've spent all the energy I can. So now it's whatever, just go do whatever you're going to do. It no longer affects me. That turns some of that around for them um, without getting into the details, but it just, it created, it created less instead of us constantly punching up and down, it became, oh, he doesn't want to fight anymore. Well, shoot, I don't actually either. Like there was a kind of a, a reconciliation that came out of that in a weird way. And I still find that occasionally. Like you'll, you know, somebody who used to really bug me at family gatherings. Now I'm just like, whatever, I don't care. And they don't do right. these things that bug me as much. They, yeah. they quite it, stop it is doing like it. It's like some, some science-y uh, voodoo. Like yeah. It's, it's a math problem. And part of that, if you think about it in just terms of energy, you bring energy to a fight. Yeah. You bring no energy to a fight. There's nothing to fight against or react to, right? And mm-hmm. so, and that's what's hard with any of these circumstances, especially early on in the dynamic. And the fact that it's so reality TV like, like every other minute, some new revelation of insanity. It's really not hard, hard not to be like, okay, what? Yeah. And get really invested. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what you'll find with many people, they'll just be completely burnt out and often just have to walk away. Yeah. Um, and, as an, and as a 27-year-old adult, I mean, there's no shortage of TikToks talking about how people had to cut off their parents, right? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. I think there's a mild bit of contagion there. Uh, I think you need to take some necessary steps before you do that because some people just do it without doing their own work. Right. And you know, like I always say, take out the garbage. Yep. Um, your own garbage, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. But like put you're wounded. Mask before you put on your kids. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so before you decide to cut everyone off because they're boomers, like maybe figure out your stuff first. And I, and, and then there are people who, you know, that's pretty more of the rare younger version of this or immature version of this. 
most people have spent years and years and years giving and being hurt and wounded over and over and over again before they finally can stop putting themselves in that position. So tons of compassion for that. Absolutely. But I do think, um, you know, really working out your things will give you a perspective. Either you can still do the family thing and, but your boundaries are in place and you can remain healthy or you can figure out ways, you know, maybe those boundaries mean less contact. Um, and sometimes, people make a turnaround and it's nice to have a family therapist ready to go. <laughs> yep, I agree. Uh, well, let us know how it goes. Concerned husband. I hope, uh, I hope things improve on your end. Yeah. Especially on your wife's end. Me too. Let us know, please. Yeah. yeah we like follow-up. Uh, speaking of follow-up, uh, Wendy, what's going on? You got signups coming up soon? Something's happening soon, right? No, uh, it's not going to be till the fall. Okay. Summer is. For some reason, I thought there was off. a summer thing, but I don't know why I thought yeah, that. Yeah, we, we have done many during the year at different times and, you know, Ellen got married and then moved across the country and busy, busy. So we're just sticking with the two right now. Um, but it'll be October. Okay. I think. Yeah. Watch think for that. Realsteps.org. If you want to hang out and be ready. Uh, I guess I'll, we'll I'll see you in know. two weeks, I guess. We'll see you. In yeah. Bear, we're going to be there soon. And, uh, roasted in our faces off in Las Vegas. That's right. <laughs> Yep, nice and hot. Everything's nice and it's hot. It's not meant right. for people, I no, don't think. It I think really Florida isn't. and Vegas are not meant for people. No. They are yeah. Phoenix, Florida, and parts of yeah, Florida certain, anyway, and Vegas. Definitely certain part of Atlanta. Sorry, yeah. sorry, Amy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> These are not meant for human beings, but the air conditioning is no, nice. At certain so. times of the year, for sure. Yeah. It does feel sometimes like we've populated a planet we were not meant to live on. Yeah. in those places like in phoenix it's like yeah it's a big metropolitan city you can do all the things you do in any major city but it's also so hot outside that you could literally melt into the ground uh-huh. and so it's like going to mars you just got to keep the oxygen on and you know keep people from going out onto the surface of mars or their eyes will bug out if i learned anything from that movie anyway <laughs> uh tell uh, everybody hi it'll be fun to see you guys soon and uh probably yeah. got at least one more of these so should we do a, we could do the show live on the thursday that i'm there we, we could that? yeah you're here uh well, i guess we could do it f- so it'd be on the, the 27th or we can't yeah 27th was that where we'll, we'll, to, we'll be in I go, bear, we go lake, to bear like that that night so yeah we don't wait we get home maybe then? what do we do do we leave that day i don't know what we do we leave that afternoon oh, okay well we'll figure it out yeah no if you're physically here and and we're doing a show that day. Hell yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. And we could do like a TikTok dance together. Yeah. <laughs> Finally, after all <laughs> these years. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> That's all I've ever wanted in my whole life is that. Yep. By if the I way, wasn't your birthday already a patron, is Monday. Be- yeah, my birthday is <laughs> Monday. Your birthday is Monday. Oh, wow. I'm 50 something. I don't really know anymore what, where we're at. I don't know what number that is. 69. So you must be 54. <laughs> 50, yeah, I'll turn 54. That is correct. Yeah. Dude. Yeah, we know that because Brian will very quickly right after that turn the same age. And, yep, uh, two weeks. Oh, you guys two are the weeks. same age. That's pretty, cute. Pretty darn close. Never. Scott's the elder. Yeah. Scott is way older. I'm the Did older you ever man. Think yeah. You could have been in high school together and just picture each other in high school. No, we totally and, could have. And alphabetically, we would have been sitting pretty close to each other probably. Yeah. Oh, yep. my gosh. And we would have both That's liked hilarious. a lot of the same stuff. Uh I was, yep. I would, we would have had similar musical uh, tastes back then. All these things yeah. would have come together. If we, if Scott it was a modern, might have gotten me to watch Dukes of Hazard. He might have been the influence that I needed. Yeah, Dukes of Hazard or Knight Rider, yeah. one of the cool shows that were on TV. I could have gotten Brian. <laughs> <laughs> Instead, sure. he was watching Fantasy Island and uh, 
I don't love know, boat. Dynasty and Love Boat. Love Boat. I was oh, never God. watched Dynasty. <laughs> never watched Dynasty, Dallas, Falcon Crest. Get those words out he your can, damn mouth. He remembers every one of them, weirdly. Yeah, okay. weird how you know all those names. Hmm. Yeah, I just want to stave off those rumors before they get started. <laughs> yeah, we don't want any of that. All right, well, uh, my nice. best to everybody, and uh, we'll see yeah. you soon. Bye now. All right, bye. All right. That was fun. So that's the family reunion trip coming up at the end of the month, right? It is. We're going to Bear Lake and uh, doing lake nice. stuff. Yep. Renting cool. a, uh, what do you call them? Uh, not a jet a ski. pontoon? No, oh. the jet ski. Jet skis are the ones that are underwater. They're the ones you stand up and do, right? Jet skis? Yeah. yeah. Well, sea doos. I mean, you can sit down on jet skis as well. Can you? Sea doos, okay. jet skis, yeah. Sea doos, I know seats, you can. But some people stand up on them. Some people sit. Yeah, we're going to be, we'll rent one of those and uh, probably one nice. to hold enough or enough for two of us. I think someone else is renting a boat. We're going to do like, you know, skiing and Kim's doing all nice. the menu stuff. And we're going to eat like crazy and it's going to be fun. That'll be fun. Yep. Nice. Yep. And the, whatever flu we all had is gone. So we're not taking it up there. <laughs> no one's showing up with, uh, with, Jardia or stomach virus or something. They better not. Because like we yeah. did have a family reunion in 2010 where that happened. And it was yeah. all, you know, Wendy's, Wendy's kids were all sick. Everybody was sick, but I think oh, my geez. brother and I think my mom skipped out somehow. But Ugh. it was bad. Is <laughs> it just over a weekend? Is it just like the 27th through that following yeah. Sunday or something? Yeah, oh, I okay. think we so come no, home. No real show. I mean, obviously, Film Sack will have an effect. but uh, Film Sack gets dinged, but we'll, we'll figure that out. And then uh, I think that's it. Everything else, I think, is okay. It may be Monday we come home, so maybe TMS is affected. I got to check with the ladies. They all know what's going on. I have no idea. (laughs) Of course. Um, All right. We're going to get out of here. Before we do, quick quick reminder today, Coverville, 1, 1 p.m. Check that out. Uh, Core today, 5 p.m. It'll be a Bo and Scott two-man show tonight. John's out doing Mm. a thing, so just me me and Bo tonight. Bunch to talk about, including this uh, the latest on this Microsoft acquisition thing. It's actually kind of gotten real dramatic this week. So uh, some fun discussion oh, wow. around that. Uh, let's see. There'll be a core daily today as well. Guess the connection happening Friday. You do that at nine Friday? I do that at nine. Yeah, I do that an hour before a couch party. That's right. Uh, don't know what the prize will be today, but it'll be something cool. Yeah. I don't, tomorrow, know what, I, mean. I don't know what couch party will be yet either, but we'll come up with something good. We'll have to talk. Yeah, I got to figure that out because Hammond flies in. During technically flies in during um, guess the connection, and if I were to go pick him up from the airport, yeah, <laughs> then then we'd have to shuffle all that stuff around. So you and I'll need to talk offline. I'll talk to Hammond and see if he's if he's cool taking a train from the airport. Um, then uh, um, then then we're good. It shouldn't affect everything. It shouldn't affect anything else. We'll figure it all out. All right, we'll let you guys know. And then film sack this weekend. We will be getting to Green Lantern after a. Uh, a week of craziness and Tina getting sick yeah. and us having our issues. We were like, yeah, exactly. we're, film sack yeah. ain't happening. So we're doing that this Sunday. So watch for that as well. All right. That'll do it for us. Uh, big thanks everybody for listening. Join us on our Patreon, patreon.com slash TMS. Uh, I would love to have you over there. It means a lot that you help support your favorite morning show and it's a great way to do it and a cheap way to do it. Patreon.com slash TMS. Brian, let's get out of here. We got to play a song. Do you have one? 
I do. Let's do this one going out to Glitch. Uh, I love when he writes in because it's always written out. Glitch. Uh, Whatever song that Brian picks is for you guys because even though I am, even though I haven't gotten my patron bonus membership card yet, I still think I'm ripping you off. Scott, you mentioned KMFDM a bit back, and though they did release an album last year, one of the main singers, Raymond Watts, just released this cover album. Love the show, though. Your number one Iowa idiot out wandering around fan nice so recommended the uh anything from the brand new album by uh raymond watts uh who goes by the name pig or released an album under the name pig it's called candy rewrapped and it's a bunch of covers and of course the one i glommed onto immediately was the cover of the spice girls to become one i'm just gonna warn you this is uh this is not for everybody but if you're okay with kmfdm if you're okay with raymond watts's weird uh loungy growly vocals then um you should enjoy this here is to become one rewrapped by the band pigged we'll see you guys on monday
Get more at frogpants.com. Give me the bird. Yeah, give me the bird. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.